Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Our discussion is going to be about what is. What is in the Bible? What is it saying? What is it that it wants from us? So our scripture reading today comes from Philippians 4, verses 8 through 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. You don't read anything in the scripture about what if. Instead, what Paul teaches us to do is to think on these things, what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, and what is admirable, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise. It doesn't say what was true or what was honorable or what was right or what was pure or what was lovely, what was admirable or what is excellent or what was praiseworthy. When we think of these things, then more than likely we will practice these things. And then when we get to heaven, Jesus is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. If we look at Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? This is a rhetorical question. What Paul is saying is that God is for us and there is no one that can work against us. So you must ask yourself the question, is God for me? Of course he is if you're a believer and if you're following his commandments. Choose a favorite scripture of your own and use it to replace any and all negative thoughts. Speaking the word of God is our best defense and in fact is our best offense. Who does Jesus say he is when we look at John 14:6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Isn't that interesting? When he says, I am, he is speaking in present tense. When we use the word is, the word is, is present tense. There's going to be a lot of is in this study today because I'm trying to really emphasize a strong point. There is also the is not. When you look at 1 John 2.15, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Hebrews 11.1 teaches us, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I've always said the most important word of that whole verse is the word now because it means right now, never ending, never stopping. And when you see the word following it is, it means right now. It's happening right now. Jesus teaches the golden rule in Matthew 7, 12. And here's what he says. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Once again, Jesus is teaching in the present tense that this is the essence and it is taught in the law and the prophets. So whatever the prophets and whatever the law said before is still the same today. It is the present moment 
and nothing has changed. John 15, 12 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. In other words, this love has to be continuous and ongoing, not something in the past that was, it is now. It's not something you put on the shelf for a week and then pull it out when you have a good day. Look at Isaiah 45, 6. So all the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord, and there is no other God. Romans 8, 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. There never has been any condemnation against you, as long as you are a believer. This is the present moment. In Psalms 106, verse 3, there is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. I love this because the follow-up verse for me is Nehemiah 8.10. In the Bible it says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if there is joy for those who deal justly with others, then there is the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. That's where we get our strength. 1 John 4.4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So there is this problem in the world, no question about it. But there also, there is Jesus that lives within us because he's much greater in us than what's in the world. Psalms 46.4 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. There is. This verse is metaphorically describing a river that brings joy to the city of God. The imagery of a river often symbolizes God's provisions, life-giving sustenance, and spiritual abundance. In the context of the entire Psalms, it speaks to the security and steadfastness found in God, even in the midst of chaos and challenges. And boy, we have that today, don't we? The city of God, in that verse, refers to God's dwelling place, and the river represents the abundance of his blessings that brings joy and gladness. Overall, the verse emphasizes the unshakable nature of God's presence and provisions, offering comfort and assurance to those who trust in him. In conclusion, the word emphasizes the importance of focusing on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise as guided by Philippians 4, 8 through 9. This underscores the significance of living in the present moment and maintaining a continuous, ongoing love for one another, echoing Jesus' teaching. Additionally, we are warned against worldly love. It encourages faith in the unseen and reinforces the enduring principles found in the teachings of the law and the prophets. The word reinforces affirmations that God is the only Lord. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, and joy is found in dealing justly with others and doing what is right as supported by the scriptures. I like what Brennan Manning said. He said, I am convinced that the present moment is a divine invitation to experience the living reality of God. The theology of the present tense teaches us to embrace the now and encounter the presence of God in every moment. You see, in theology, the present moment represents a significant concept known as the sacrament of the present moment. 
It emphasizes the belief that God is not only present in our past and future, but most importantly, in our present experiences. It teaches us to be fully aware and attentive to the present moment, recognizing that it is the time in which we can encounter God's presence and experience His grace, love, and transformative power. The sacrament of the present moment invites us to let go of regrets and worries about the past and anxieties about the future. By embracing the present moment, we open ourselves to a deeper connection with God and a more profound understanding of His will for us. It encourages us to be fully present and engaged in our daily lives seeking to find God in every encounter, every task, and every experience. In essence, the present moment in theology represents an invitation to live in the here and now, recognizing that it is this very moment that we can truly encounter and experience the presence of God. Richard Rohr said, The present moment is the only time in which we can truly encounter God. In theology, it is the gateway to experiencing His grace, his love, and his transformative power. Don't let the past hold you back or the future overwhelm you. Embrace the present and discover the depth of God's presence. After all, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That comes from Psalms 118 verse 24. You should have that written down somewhere, knowing that every moment, every day is the day that the Lord made. It comes from Him. You have a blessed day.